Hi everyone, it's the Fallen Fruit. Uh, we're back from a bit of a hiatus, coming to you live from the treehouse, actually outside today, so it really does feel like the treehouse. Um, I'm Stephanie Genese. I'm Catherine Urban. Lynette Ramos. And today, uh, we just want to catch up, see how we've all been doing. Obviously, we've been distant from each other, connected, you know, via technology, but it always, it feels a little impersonal. So it's nice to be able to look into e these beautiful women's eyes <laughs> and, uh, yeah, discuss what's been up. So let's go. I mean, first of all, we got to start with what's going on astrologically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a shit ton going <laughs> That's on what I'm saying. Before we get into how we've been, we need to know why we've been. <laughs> Where do you even start? Yeah. Where do we even start? Um, so, yeah, I mean... How long how long has it been since we last recorded? Wow. Was it February, February. Or March? Was it? Yeah, February maybe in person, but yeah. uh We did the Zoom one I oh, think yeah. in like April maybe. That's right. March yeah. or April? Yeah. I, don't, right. I don't even know. <laughs> A lot has changed since then. We'll just <laughs> So much has changed. Um yeah, so just to give a little bit of the astrological backdrop here, um yeah, Mars has just entered Aries today, so that is definitely something. I'm feeling energized. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mars has left like the cooling, compassionate waters of Pisces, which is a lot the symbolism of social justice, you know, fighting for a cause, fighting for something that is bigger than you. You know, it could be a spiritual cause. And that is basically kind of what we saw all over the country was, you know, people who were fearing for their lives or their health, you know, coming out of quarantine to say, no, this is something bigger. You know, I'm going to march for George Floyd. I'm going to march for equality. And so that was Mars and Pisces. Mm -hmm. But now... <laughs> it's about to get turned up a notch, y'all. It is... The fires are breaking out, literally and figuratively. Literally, <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the things I think we can expect to see with Mars and Aries is, you know, Mars is comfortable on the battlefield in Aries. I think we're going to see the fight get stronger. I think a lot of people have been nervous that the momentum would lose steam, as it often does. But the other piece of the puzzle is that we're in eclipse season. And so that is like the big karmic evolutionary wheel that keeps things turning in our personal lives and on a collective level. And so I, I will say I don't think this movement is going to lose steam at all. I think we're going to see it pick up and the rest of 2020 is going to continue to follow suit the way it has thus far. I keep hearing people talking about that. We just, we're just getting started. So what do you feel like, I mean, regarding astrology, regarding the patterns, regarding on what's coming up, do you get a sense of that? Cause I mean, if we're just getting started. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, so basically this Mars and Aries is gonna be igniting the same kind of transits that we've already started to see all year long. So. 
um yeah we have again that capricorn pile up of planets and mars and aries is going to trigger all of that in kind of a uh dramatic way it's going to put the pressure on it's going to be a square aspect it's going to say it's time for change like actual change and we see some bigger aspects echoing the same thing all of 2021 we're going to have saturn squaring off with revolutionary uranus saying hey it's time to update these structures it's time to update the system Mm -hmm. and And updating sometimes it means destroying or destruction absolutely this aspect says that pieces of the old way have to end we have to update it and so following the trajectory of everything that's happening now i mean it just seems appropriate yeah I feel that obviously, like I'm excited because, you know, you all know why I'm excited. (laughs) Because you want to burn some shit down. (laughs) You know, it needs to. I mean, my whole thing is like the entire tree is rotted out, like down to the roots. Like we have to uproot the entire thing. Shit, we may have to burn the land, but burning that land then causes it to be more fertile and more nurturing. Yeah. Uh, The best tomatoes in Italy grow at the bottom of Mount Vesuvius, my Mm. dad told me. So just to, you know, bring it all. bring. And I feel like that was another thing, too, you know, kind of seeing with the pandemic, like you said, people worrying about their health. And it was just like we got all this time on our hands and like, what can we do with it? You know, try to move things forward, try to spark conversation, try to educate ourselves, try to. We were making banana bread and now, you know, we're starting the revolution. So mm-hmm. <laughs> things change real yeah. quick within a month. <laughs> we were looking at what really matters. Yeah. Because when it's uncertain or you feel unsafe, you start to distill down. How do I really want to live life? Mm-hmm. What am I doing that is excessive or isn't purposeful so it makes you do a lot of contemplation and a a lot of evaluating on where you are certainly and yeah the astrology without even breaking it down it all reflects that and you don't even need astrology to kind of let you let let you know that something this big that has like forced us all to slow down yeah would invite us to contemplate the intention Mm -hmm. behind so much of what we do Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like exposing, you know, the pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever word you want to use, um, like kind of showed us the inequalities within the medical system and like people's right and accessibility to wellness and health Mm -hmm. and living conditions. You know, there's a reason why it broke out in New York the way it did. It's like. Catherine, I think you were saying like so many people living on top of each other. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And just people be having to be in close quarters, working conditions, like all of it just started to um, unfold and implode on itself. Yeah, and New York is home to a lot of Amazon Mm -hmm. uh, warehouses. And so that was the big topic at the beginning of all this was the wealth inequality. There was a lot of talk about Jeff Bezos or Mm -hmm. however you say his name. (laughs) Um, Jeff bitches. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of talk about that and like workers' rights and like essential workers and paying essential workers Mm -hmm. their worth during a health crisis. And something that was coming to me a lot last night is I'm thinking a lot about the overlap. Like there's like a Venn diagram in my head of racial inequality and like classism Mm -hmm. and how those 
two things are so related. Absolutely. I mean, because we saw like the disproportionate amount of black folks and Latinx folks and just people of color in the cities, you know, um, having higher percentages of like cases and deaths. And so, yeah, it, it, it wasn't for nothing. No. Yeah, we talked about this yeah. last time, but, you know, one of my whatever you want to call downloads is that there is something sinister happening, but there's some divinity working mm-hmm. right along with that. Yeah. So and a lot of people are saying that it's it's evident with the earth, how we've seen, you know, the water clear up the skies, the birds, like all of these things. So it's again, we can't it's not that we want to look at those things and not understand the pain and the suffering, but it is an aspect of what's happening. Yeah, I mean, speaking to the environment, kind of liberating herself. I mean, mm-hmm. Uranus is in Taurus. That's Mother Earth. That's nature kind of finding a way to liberate herself. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I walk down to Lake Erie all the time and uh, I notice the green flags. You know, we live we live right by Edgewater Beach over here. And often the flags are orange or mm-hmm. yellow or red. And they're saying, you know, there's bacteria in the water. You probably shouldn't come on in and swim, like stay up on shore. But the flags have been green. Yeah. That's the thing, too, with a lot of and it sucks because, you know, the Great Lakes are like one of the greatest sources for fresh water. Uh, I think we could probably I don't know something about all the water in the Great Lakes could, you know, help other countries. Um, have healthier water mm-hmm. but anyway we um yeah we have it and like chicago has their lake and all that but these industrial cities again were like you start to see like you said um classism racism really ingrained in these areas that yeah the water is not safe to even enjoy or swim in because there's like factories and companies like right there next to the beach mm-hmm. and it's like yo who planned this mm-hmm. <laughs> we need new infrastructure leadership yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a dock port thing like that's the weird thing about cleveland is in between the beaches you have industrial like factories and it smells like fucking sulfur down there (laughs) and you're like seriously yeah (sighs) yeah yeah so so yeah we're coming out of venus retrograde right now just to kind of continue in the vein of astrology a little bit. Yeah, so Venus retrograde is ending. We've had 40 days to rethink our values around relationships, around money, how we're spending our time and energy. And that certainly is on brand with the things that we're saying here about how quarantine has kind of, and also the protests and the movement are kind of in, inspiring us to reprioritize Mm -hmm. you know we have a chance to kind of start over Mm -hmm. not just individually but collectively so what does that look like I know for me Venus did a damn job on my life (laughs) yes because she was in your mutable signs Mm. oh my god and you know it made me think about how sometimes why we don't grow at the level that we can because that letting go process or or getting something stripped away or something transformed sucks sometimes but the 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 beauty of it is the alchemy the transformation so if we it like to me i had to like just surrender on certain things and some really beautiful things came out of it but again sometimes you got to go through that that rough patch or that uncertainty or that letting go um but she came through And I love the idea of, you know, Venus being the heart and just the idea of us being able to kind of reset 
that intention, reset that heart space intention. Because like I said, the end of the year is going to be freaking nuts. So we kind of get a chance to check in, get heart centered about what's important to us mm-hmm. and rock and roll. You know, yeah. Mars is in Aries now. Like I said, it's going to, the heat is going to turn up. Yeah. Yeah. I actually made a, a video last night and it was actually just mostly audio. And I was talking about how there's so much information going in. It's so think about how polarizing everything is right now. Yes. You know, like and on any given topic, there are memes, science, information that are completely contradicted. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, with this fire that we want to use, we have to find a way to stay grounded so that we can use our fire and our passion and our anger productively. Otherwise, that's going to turn on us because some of the decisions I think we're making are based completely on emotion and passion yeah i think that's why we have to be careful um so yeah centered grounded anger passion we have to use it constructively i mean that's the hope right because fire a lot of people think water signs is emotional no fire (laughs) is just as emotional i'm one of the most emotional people i know i'm water (laughs) and fire i'm a mess it's like uh i saw the meme it was a dumpster on fire like in a flood just like floating away and it was like if you have all water and fire placements and i was like that's me oh my god that's me i need that meme yeah i'll I'll send it to you i saved it (laughs) yeah so yeah mars and aries is like the the fight right and then squaring all those earth planets so hopefully that will help us to kind of blend those two worlds as you said to make it something that can move forward Mm -hmm. yeah um like a train on a track but uh yeah so yeah hopefully it's weird have you guys seen that um ronda is it rousey Mm-hmm. Oh, Have you guys fighter? seen that documentary? Yeah. No. No, not the documentary. Okay, so she's there's a documentary on Netflix. And I was like, what does her chart look like? You know what I mean? And she's, I think she's a Taurus sun, Pisces moon. I was like, that doesn't make sense, but she's yeah. a Mars and Aries. Ah, I was like, that's that where sense. it is. Because I was like, is. how did she come about like this? What in her wants to like beat people down and right. take these beatings because mm. i don't want i don't want to do that i don't want to take a beating no <laughs> no no right like, so yeah I'll, she's yeah. mars and aries that's it yeah mars and aries people make great first responders mm. or athletes and so that's kind of the symbolism here that that i'm warning about because mars and aries okay that could be courage that could be bravery that could be you know um like I said, a first responder, someone doing like a noble act that requires a lot of um, impulse and courage. But, you know, it's also the topic of police, you know, the trigger happy, um, impulsive, not thinking, just kind of taking that impulse of anger, you know. And so I see this conversation about police lasting the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Lots of pressure there. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it could go both ways. Mars and Aries can be, like I said, the the redeeming, the beautiful, the evolved qualities of bravery. But it can also be insanely reactive and fierce. Mm-hmm. So that I think is that's what you're seeing now is like the two of those aspects butting heads. Yeah, um, because it feels like since the since law enforcement has been under pressure. Uh, they've started reacting just like wildly. It's like, who raised y'all? What is going on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know what's going on here, but it's just like 
obviously it's been happening since the inception of them as the slave patrol but now we have phones we have cameras we have means of communication with the entire world Mm -hmm. so things are just spotlighted highlighted it's like so much of it is just being pumped out there and for some people this is like the first time they're hearing of this um Mm -hmm. so there's that resistance like people don't want to be confronted and think everything I've been taught or everything I've experienced or known is not true or was a false, you know, reality. So how do you see that playing out? I mean, like you said, the rest of the year, it's kind of going to be a thing, but even, you know, do we get to a place where some of these institutions maybe become obsolete and we're able to craft and generate new ways? So that's a really great question. So if, if an organization like the police were to be obsolete, and again, this is just my opinion um, from from being a student of astrology for so many years. Uh, I think that that would have to be brought on by something major like an eclipse. Eclipses really can bring dramatic change. However, on a collective level, things tend to move a lot slower. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I would say is more plausible is that the pressure is really on and more and more people wake up and put the pressure on the institution to reform mm-hmm. is what I think is probably going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm matching phone calls this week, by the way. Yeah. Anyone who calls a police station to put the pressure on arresting people for murder I just send me a screenshot. Send send me yeah. the phone number, and I will make that call too. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been getting into reading up more on like abolition as a whole. Because me, I'm just like, I want to see a future where like my children and grandchildren are able to live safely mm-hmm. and comfortably and have health care, free, universal health care, absolutely safe. You know actually affordable housing free housing fuck it like Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of utopia all the way like art is a thing we're going back to indigenous practices and healing and spiritual leaders are again you know part of the um on like upper echelon of spiritual or like community leaders and Mm -hmm. things like that and we've abolished the police so i'm hoping for that i'm gonna keep my my eyes on the astrology as we move into you know future even decades not so much immediate because i understand it's very slow moving but yeah i love that vision mm-hmm. that's where i'm at that vision that's too. what i'm working for <laughs> and you know we need to shoot high because here's the reason why i think things tend to move slower on a collective level is because we have our idea of utopia we have our idea of how we want the world to exist but there are other people wanting the opposite yeah and so that's why it it sometimes takes a little bit longer. It feels like baby steps forward a Mm -hmm. lot of the time. Yeah. And I think that for me, it's like, how do we encourage holding that vision, but also empowering people to make these internal Mm -hmm. shifts and choices? And not that we don't want to change certain organizations or structures, but we can't always rely on someone else to change or some Mm -hmm. other organization to change or not be corrupt or not be greedy. So, you know, I've even been thinking a lot about my own ancestors, like how the fuck did we almost get completely killed off? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a certain level of kindness that we had and, um, you know, loving our fellow man, but there was an aspect of discernment that we somehow, and I don't want, this is just an opinion, an observation. I'm trying to understand that. Where did we miss something? 
how were we too from the heart? So now it's like, how can we continue to live from the heart? How can we be in unity? But also how can we take responsibility for ourselves and create our own reality? Yeah. In addition to working on how can we make the organizations and structures more for the people and more fair? Yeah, totally. there's um, a quote that I saw, you know, a little like graphic and it said the revolution begins within. And I was mm -hmm. like, yes, mm -hmm. like you do. You have to do that work. You have to heal the own things within yourself before you can even begin to look at the outer world. Mm -hmm. But I know what you're saying, too, yeah. about like the ancestors and. They were a little too nice. They should have left Columbus nice. out there spinning in circles, little oh dizzy God. bitch. Right. They <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, saw somebody out there struggling and they from the big hearts. And yeah. it's like, mm, we can't, you know, maybe just we yeah. want to get back to those ways. But now we know yeah. you can't not everybody's here for the team. Yeah. And, and this is a quick plug for our next podcast around uh, some goddesses that we're going to be talking about. But I came across this meme that talked about the magician being able to master evil and good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doing both, As you know, so, so it's like, yeah. and, you know, actually, I'm not going to look it up. But the point is, is that that's what we've been talking about a lot, yeah. I think, is mastering both sides and figuring out what does that look like mm -hmm. without being power hungry or without being irresponsible or without being domineering yeah. but how can we master both sides so that we can become more than slaves because even beyond race if you look at it from uh the macro perspective we are slaves yes mm -hmm. so how do we break the bondage exactly yeah oh my god i can't wait for that next podcast thanks yeah. for the plug oh yeah we're gonna get into it yeah <laughs> But some other things have been changing, too. I think last time we spoke, Catherine, you were making a baby, but <laughs> yeah. you didn't have a baby. Exactly. <laughs> I was on the threshold of initiation yeah. into motherhood. And yeah, I have a little baby now. <laughs> She's so freaking cute. And I just I just am a head over heels. I love She's her pretty so cute. much. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to, like, you know, be able to, like, Billy's play with her or get close because it's still like you know I, I miss hugging people yeah like my, it's weird to not hug each other when you see each other but yeah it sucks like that, that has been do. a huge challenge in this very beautiful transition is like the restraints mm -hmm. with the pandemic and mm -hmm. yeah it has definitely been hard yeah, yeah. at some times yeah. yeah so hopefully we will um, take advantage and appreciate when we feel comfortable doing that again mm -hmm. I can't and we wait. don't take it for granted yeah yeah, yeah there's some people i'm cool like i don't need to ever hug you again <laughs> ever <but> ever like, <laughs> i'm gonna just keep that going like i'm just a little concerned still <laughs> you know you never know <laughs> yeah i'm not shaking hands anymore <laughs> yeah I'm done oh by the way can you guys please continue to wipe down the shopping carts yes i like that too <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> my favorite meme i saw on like why you should wear masks it was like a pie graph and it was like all these reasons to wear masks and yeah. one was like so you can mouth eat shit to whoever you want now <laughs> i just thought that was hilarious yeah well we're we're alchemists right how can we take <laughs> everything and make it right. useful to us right? right yeah yeah so motherhood um yeah i had a 30-hour labor it was intense. I went through all the stages. Uh, yeah, and I, I labored naturally for 23 of those. 
And my little Taurus, she just, she just got. She wasn't coming. She <laughs> means she was stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean? Yeah. She just <laughs> giving you a hard time. <laughs> what? Already. We're starting this off. Um, yeah. But her head was a little crooked. And so she wasn't progressing. We weren't progressing. And so, you know, the last thing I wanted was a C-section going into it. I had a very open mind about labor and just the one thing I didn't want was a C-section and wouldn't you know it Mm -hmm. by the time it got to that point, you know, and I, I appreciated my doctors. I, I don't have like a great history with doctors, but I had a really great experience, uh, at Fairview hospital, luckily despite COVID and everything, I had a really great experience. And, you know, they came in and they were just like, you know, Catherine, your water's been broken now for like over 24 hours. We got to make a decision. And I was kind of like, well, what do you guys think? And without saying C-section, she was like, well, we're kind of thinking surgery might be the best option. And I was like, cut her out. (laughs) (laughs) By that time, you're like, I, you could have literally suggested anything. I probably would have said yes. (laughs) Yeah, I cut her out. But the crazy thing was that, so I'm a cancer rising. My mom's a cancer rising. My grandma's a cancer rising. And so when we're looking at the clock at sunrise, Taurus season I'm like well she would be it if she was born right now she'd be a Taurus sun Taurus ascendant and they're like you're 10 centimeters you're gonna have a baby and I'm looking at that clock and I'm like having doubts <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the back of my mind I was like this is gonna take a while because I'm probably <laughs> gonna have a cancer rising so that's gonna be about four hours when you know it Really? Four hours later, yeah, my daughter's a cancer rising now. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so, yeah. so runs in the family. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Generational astrology. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. it's a topic. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You had like your own dark goddess initi- initiation through I, yeah. all that. I did. Like laboring naturally. Like, you know, I've been in plant ceremonies before, medicine ceremonies before. And this was like, that was in that category. Mm-hmm. It was unreal. Yeah. Time is gone. Yeah. Ancestors are there. Yeah. <laughs> no, the just power of the of the body. Yeah. Right? There's blood dripping on the floor. It's definitely its own. People's ritual. hands up inside. You know, it's just anything goes, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> we we yeah, remember I'm, when. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, I'm just it. like, I can uh, see it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like my vagina tensed up. I was like, oh. <laughs> But that makes me think of when I saw my sister getting sewed up. They had like this needle that looked like a half moon. And so I'm looking at her as if nothing is happening. And I'm watching her private parts get sewed up. And I was just like, and how do you you don't want to react, right? And make her because she's obvious. So it was... It was almost as traumatizing as going through it myself. Oh, oh my having God. to watch it is a whole nother ballgame. I think I, I think I had like a mini mental breakdown after yeah. her labor. It was intense. Oh my yeah. God, that's it's, that's it's incredible <laughs> what the body can do. And I feel like you know, it can it can withstand some things. We we do a lot to it. We put it through a lot. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, most of the time. Even though as fragile it is, it is. Like, I had, like, <laughs> boiling water from the kettle earlier this morning. I was making coffee. And I went to take the, like, lid off. And all this water, like, sprang out. And it hit ah. me in the hip. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. I was like, my skin. I was like, I burst open. 
And my son was like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, oh, it's over now. Oh, my God. Channeling the fire goddesses already. <laughs> Yo, Another man. preview. Another plug. Yeah. Yeah. They want. Yeah. This morning I was up early. I was feeling productive. And then the hot burned. water. Yeah. 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 So it's been it's been crazy being in this little world. What what have you guys been up to? Tell me a little bit about the initiations. Um, been lots of going within, you know, I was the hermit for like all of quarantine. I started quarantining early. I was like, mm -mm. um, cause just with kids, you know, right. With kids, things hit different. Yeah. If it's just you, you're like, oh, fuck it. I'll like lick Coke off of this <laughs> rusty <Toilet>. nail. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. When you have kids, you're like, oh my God, don't cough near me. Don't yeah. cough in the same city as me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, lots of writing, lots of reading, uh, trying. I was able to work from home, which was cool. Um, lately, lately, it's been getting back into work um, and things like that. So having to be organized again with my color coded calendar and trying to find the time to write and still, you know, it's summer, so I can't have my kids inside the house this whole time. So it's like, how do I plan outdoor things? How do I? So the balancing act when you, I've been used to not having to do shit, really. Mm -hmm. Um, has been a new kind of thing. But, you know, with Mars and Aries, I'm the Aries rising, so I feel like I'm starting to get... We're bouncing back. I'm starting to bounce back. Yeah. Starting to feel that fire, reinvigorate, shedding some old patterns. Yeah. Speaking of shedding... Speaking, speaking of shedding. Um, so my little familiar, Mooney, my ghost corn snake, who I love so much, um, I went home yesterday, and I hadn't held her in a few days. I'd kind of been, you know, bouncing around um busy and so i wanted to spend you know have some skin on skin contact with her <laughs> so i went to take her out of her tank and i noticed her eyes were like the milky like hazy filmed over and i was like oh, oh i'm so sorry and like put her back in made sure she had like her water and all that good stuff so she's undergoing her shedding process wow. um, i found out that the film over the eyes also gets shed wow. so it's I was like gonna ask about that so you can't handle them or you're not supposed to because um, you know, they can't really see their senses, mm -hmm. their color dolls. So it's they just really want to like kind of yeah. go within themselves mm -hmm. and like they're undergoing this changing process. And then I also had a lesson. Mercury retrograde got me with you <laughs> okay. know, people want you to hit you up. Um, so I had some lessons come back around and realize it's time to shed some skin. So I'm feeling I feel like she knew because she she's knew. my familiar. So she knew Aww. she knew. Awesome. Yeah, I don't sweet. know if you had a snake since the last time we oh, recorded. Oh yeah, I don't think I did. But if you go back to our that feeling when you have serpent DNA mm -hmm. episode, you will hear the seeds being planted. Yeah, uh, on the podcast because I ended up getting that snake that I talk about. Yeah, yeah. Her owner was selling her, and she was like, "Do you want her?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> I will take her." She's your quarantine buddy. She has been my quarantine buddy. I, I've told this story before, but my little niece, who is a Virgo, Scorp Virgo, mm. she'll be three in August. And we were, I was at her house and she took her phone or someone's phone, not her phone. <laughs> and she put the flashlight on and she peers into my eyes really seriously. And she's like, you have a lot of snakes in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so ever since then, I've been encountering serpent energy over and over and mm -hmm. over. Uh, I did uh, some shamanic work and I believe that's a new 
energy that's coming in. So it's kind of like I was thinking, like, I've got to talk to Stephanie because I need to understand this a little bit more. Um, but that's that's interesting. That's come in. And for me, I just feel like as a Pisces, I didn't have to make a ton of changes. No. I'm at home all the time. Right. I'm bomb And, you know, I was just like, oh, this is like normal for me. I mean, obviously, there were some changes, but for the most part, um, I feel like I was able to adapt a little bit better because I'm, you know, normally an introvert. But it made me feel like, wow, like the people that are extroverts, how are they dealing with this? Oh, my God. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I can't imagine because even as introverted as I am, I still had moments of like, oh, my God, I feel alone or, mm -hmm. you know, all those things because I, I live a alone. Lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Again, no, was nothing changed there. <laughs> My other familiar. <laughs> right. right. So for me, it's interesting. Like even with clients, I stopped seeing clients for a while, and some online, but mostly there was a pause. But a lot of people thrived yeah. during that time. You know, like my sister, she was saying that this was one of the first times in her life that she was able to live her life according to her own time. Wow. And being able to slow down. So it's been interesting seeing um, all the different ways this has been, you know, impactful to us. But for me, uh, in the end, or, you know, as of right now, things have been going really well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's been an interesting time, how they say it's a great time to be alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, it's dynamic, right? Like yeah. there's so many different sides to it. That kind of speaks to the multiplicity theme that you hit on earlier that I wanted to circle back to is like the idea that there's two different narratives going on mm -hmm. and this this idea of the North Node coming into Gemini, mm -hmm. like we almost have to make room for multiple narratives to make room for different viewpoints that it's possible to look at something like this pandemic as a good thing and a shitty thing and you know just I think that in the next 18 months we'll be invited to widen the lens as to a certain degree I've been seeing that more just like folks in general talking like in the community that I kind of the echo chamber I've put myself in <laughs> um but people saying like you know holding two truths like both can be true like yes and you know mm -hmm. Um, we're starting to see that more like things aren't so one way. I mean, it was right. just even the structures or what works for individuals or the gamut of people and identities and all that good stuff that we're seeing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And y'all know because you have both have Sagittarius in your <laughs> makeup. Uh, but yeah, the South Node is in Sagittarius, which is the sign that is, you know, this is my truth. This mm -hmm. is my belief. This is this is it this is the truth and so simultaneously what we're seeing with the south node moving through sag now is the necessity to unlearn mm -hmm. which is what we're seeing a lot in the collective but also on an individual level you know what do i need to let go of that is kind of holding me me back in terms mm -hmm. of what i believe yeah uh, fiercely yeah, yeah. One thing that I, I hope we can um, work on or let go of collectively is we judge each other so fucking hard. So, for example, let's say someone, um, they wear masks, they're doing the social distancing, they're following the instructions. Someone else might be like, oh, you're scared. Oh, you're sheep blah 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 on the oh flip side it's like oh you guys uh you're conspiracy theorists you know you're you're um selfish so again like i know that that's a simplistic way of looking at things right. but everyone has their reasons 
everyone's doing the best that they can. I just want us to honor each other where we are and to do our best to teach each other and be willing to learn and unlearn because to me that hurts me I'm like why are we doing this to each other right like and you know that person's an idiot because they're doing that or and again I'm not we all do that so I'm not I'm not even passing judgment in this it's an observation but it's just I feel like it's a massive opportunity yeah that's so true I've seen so much judgment getting thrown around and it's like, this isn't gonna, this is the thing that has gotten us to this place is judging people for, you know, what's on the exterior right. or whatever, you know, how they look or where they come from. And it's like, we need to start going beyond that. Like judgment, discernment, all of those are great qualities, mm-hmm. but we're using them in this very surface and unhealthy dangerous way. Right, like Sagittarius is such a beautiful sign of the seeker, but the sh- <laughs> hair, hair flip, flip. <laughs> yeah but one of the shadow sides is just like believing that your point of view is the only way the only way mm-hmm. and so yeah i think just on a collective level having to um rewrite the way that we that we have historically looked at certain groups of people you know it's it's following suit for all the work that we've been calling out through the planets in Capricorn of like this is what's wrong with the system we need to redesign the system to work for everyone well now we're getting onto the deeper thought particle levels Mm -hmm. and I think that that is so powerful because you know our thoughts do shape our reality and what is behind these structures what's the ideology behind Mm -hmm. these structures and even you know as a white person you know I'm in conversation with a lot of other white people saying, you know, we need to catch ourselves. You know, we need to be paying attention when we have like thoughts that come into our mind and mm-hmm. just like, you know, is that racist? Is that part of my conditioning? You know, mm-hmm. and being able to kind of uh, sift through all those, all that programming mm-hmm. on a microscopic level. And that's the work right now. That's the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as a person of color, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I have family that they're darker than me. So there are even comments like, essentially, well, oh, you probably don't deal with A, B, and C because you're lighter, you blend in more. So even within groups of people of color, mm-hmm. there's still that judgment and that it's like, oh, you don't have it as bad as I do. Yeah. And even that, like, colorism within our own community is like, you know, maybe people in your family hoping that, you know, people would maybe look lighter and Mm -hmm. not be as dark. I know in my Mm -hmm. family, certain people, it was like, oh, don't go out in the sun. Oh, oh," you know, Mm -hmm. comments about the hair and good hair, bad hair. Mm -hmm. So that exists like that, you know, kind of like white psychosis is like ingrained in people of color Mm -hmm. just like so hard Mm -hmm. like that self-hatred you see it like dominican people being like no i'm not black i'm not black you're black as hell you're black and it's like no i'm dominican and it's like yeah well (laughs) go back a little further yeah yeah take it take it back a notch (laughs) couple couple centuries and you'll find it well (laughs) even even the the names of our the countries if you go back a little further are different you know there's so many different shifts perspective that have happened around culture and places of origin all of that i love this conversation too what you're saying then what stephanie just said about white psychosis like Mm -hmm. that is also a gemini thing that we're doing with the north node through gemini is looking at our language Mm -hmm. you know i've seen a lot of people saying you know instead of saying born a slave she was born enslaved Mm -hmm. you know and just changing 
our or dialogue like saying mm-hmm. inmates saying like people who are people incarcerated, who are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly and mm-hmm. so being able to look at our words that we take yeah. for granted that are just often so automatic words are spells it's they like are. intentions yeah. with each thing so i'm going to challenge that and that's valid and i think that sometimes we get so caught up in trying to be politically correct mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and make sure that the words that we speak don't offend any goddamn person you you won't say shit because it's so hard because people are so triggered by these things so again mm-hmm. it's like i'm not saying we shouldn't have the intention to keep in mind who we're talking to what may be offensive how can we honor people and at the same time it's like if you speak your truth someone's going to get offended and it's interesting because i saw someone talk about pisces and they say that pisces sometimes don't speak their truth because they have the collective in mind And I thought Mm. about that, like, where am I not speaking my current truth? Because I'm always thinking, oh, well, maybe it'll change. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can't say that now because maybe I don't have all the information. We won't ever have all the information. Right. So it's like, how do we speak our truth without feeling like we have to edit every single word? So isn't that like, again, that contrast? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's challenging. I think it comes to with like being able to speak your truth right and then having you know people who are also on their journey and people who care you know yeah. if we all cared about each other and cared about each other's evolution right uh we would say you know maybe be like oh i get what you're saying and you know have conversations about right. around those words like don't stop people from saying their truth but how can right. we just help each other evolve further past yeah. so you know we're kind of doing away we've been able to deal away with some words they would say in the past yeah they pop up sometimes though Mm -hmm. and you're like we don't say we don't call people reds and yellows Mm -hmm. we don't say that anymore yeah (laughs) wait i'm sorry my like people still sometimes will say oriental or certain things like that are just but again that just goes that's like the the sign of the times the generational thing too but here's a question okay can you call a rug oriental and this is the kind of conversation yeah. that we're getting down to is like mm-hmm. the minutia, you know, you're seeing a lot. Wait, what did I, oh, you, there is um, like a f- big company, a big firm. They're not saying master bedroom or master oh, bathroom yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. Cause that implies like ownership. Oh my yeah. God. I didn't even like, that's not even in my but awareness. It's so ingrained oh in my us. God. Like yeah. it's so deep into like, I was looking at phrases people say, uh, you know, like peanut gallery or, you know, these little things that we say all the time and they all have like these racial connotations yes. or like offensive. And it's like, oh, shit, we got it like breaking down systems. Yeah. Got to yeah. rebuild. I didn't <laughs> fact check this, but someone was saying that the phrase or the title Uncle Tom is used incorrectly, that there was this guy who would not tell on his fellow man. So he, he the, a slave, I guess, who would not tell, I don't know get exactly the story, but they killed him because he wouldn't tell. But now in, in, the, in our community, we use that as a way of saying, you kiss ass, you're mm-hmm. a sellout. But in fact, this guy was the opposite of that. Interesting. So how, you know, how is that being used? He was a non-snitch. He was, he was not a snitch. Yeah. He would not have gotten stitches. But unfortunately, <laughs> from the people he wasn't snitching against. Yeah. See? Yeah. And and I love what you said, Stephanie, because I had a conversation with a friend that I thought or I told her, I said, I want to have friends where I know you love me enough to call me out on my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what, Yolanda, that offended me or that was inappropriate. Or like you said, let's have a conversation, because I think sometimes we get so caught up where we just keep 
internalizing things Mm -hmm. and then you may have a friendship end because that keeps building and building and it was never talked about right so it's like yeah how can we have loving honest conversations around hot topics yeah or controversial topics yeah with people who are at least in that train of mind of like evolution and liberation and moving forward it's like we we can't be losing people along the way yeah if their hearts and minds are at least in the right place like we gotta do you know especially like white people of color or like white passing people of color like to be the kind of we get to be on both sides so how can we be in that middle venn diagram and like pull pull folks over and be like here's Mm -hmm. actually the conversations that we've been having without you i'm gonna let you know though yeah (laughs) also like the idea like and this kind of fits into the sagittarian symbolism of like needing to be right but also Mm -hmm. not wanting to be wrong and not wanting to be like pointed into a corner oh, like I know you're nothing wrong. about that no. and so right right <laughs> so yeah my brother sad rising we've been having conversation about how we can talk to like family members who like don't think that they're racist but where we can be like hey you need to be more of an ally you know how can we have these conversations without making them feel like they did something wrong where it's just more like loving and thought-provoking mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. again like the family members I'm describing like they aren't like in their mind they're not racist but there's like certain things you know that we're unlearning we're unlearning so how can we have that dialogue that makes you want to be a part of it Mm -hmm. yeah instead of feeling like i'm defensive now exactly you've come at me and it's like i don't i don't want to be over there feeling like this so maybe i'll just go back to not saying anything or being in my bubble exactly Mm -hmm. like we're trying to burst bubbles because come on Come mm-hmm. along for the ride. Be on the right mm-hmm. side of history, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I've also talked to a few clients that have had um, important conversations with their children because the, the theme of white guilt comes up, right? So it's like, now I have it's guilt. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Now I have guilt because I lived a good life or because um, I grew up, you know, with wealth. And it, it's an interesting thing because when someone, so for the people that have been contributing donating and all those things i think all of that is beautiful but when you're doing it from a place of guilt i think we have to just process that we don't want to do anything because we feel obligated because we've and i'm not saying that all of that is going to be eradicated like you shouldn't do anything if you feel guilty but just being careful around what our intentions is around everything because it's mm-hmm. they say it's not what you do it's why you're doing it like yeah. you know w- what is your intention what is your motivation so it's hard because if you talk to someone, let's say a 20 year old um, white kid, he may have guilt because he has wealth in his family. Is that fair to him? So it, it, there's so many different sides mm-hmm. to all of this. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting plan to, to do with that. It's yeah. like guilt's an emotion. Like we say anger is an emotion and right. all these things are valid. Right. But what do we then do with that energy yeah. energy? How do right. we convert it to be productive or useful or to move things forward? To be mm-hmm. proactive. Proactive. And yeah. that's what I'm hopeful also about this extended stay of Mars and Aries because Mars will spend like typically two months in a sign but because mars is going retrograde we get six months of oh, mars wow. and aries oh shit and that's action <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying that's why i'm saying the rest I might of finish 2020 this book. i might shit we gonna get this whole hey trip plan yeah. do it the yeah. only thing the only advice i would give with that is the caution is is burnout with Mars and Aries because yeah. you just want to go 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 go, and right. then that's the thing. Mars and Aries they'll crash, okay, and it takes a while to kind of get back. So you wanna you wanna channel the energy uh, in a way that prioritizes the important things. Yeah. pace yeah. yourself. 
someone I know who is steeped in like indigenous way, they say that that is the role when we're talking about gender in this reality, that is the role of the feminine energy is to say enough because the men will just, again, generally speaking, go, 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 go. And that's how you can, if we look at the state of the world and our environment, certain things were not honored because it's like, okay, I want wealth and I want more. Now I wanna you know, um, abuse this property or this land because I want, I want, I want. So it's like the feminine energy is like tempered. Okay, let's go, okay, now let's stop. Mm -hmm. It's learning when to be in action and when to not be in action. Yeah. yeah, and there's still that like even you know uh, and like the end of something almost seems worse than like when you were really in it. So we're coming to this part of the change, and there's still that resistance, and that's why you see even like the feminine being attacked even mm -hmm. more so. You know, you think about people who are being like disproportionately murdered, black trans women. Mm -hmm. So it's right. you know it's like all that feminine energy that. Um, racial inequity tied up in one and mm -hmm. people fighting against that so yeah especially uh, let's just call them a being mm -hmm. that checks many boxes right. person of color <laughs> transgendered like all of those it's like you're checking all these boxes if you can think about that from a spiritual perspective what kind of being are they to come in and say you know what i'm gonna go against almost every grain wow. listen you know in like that's vision i always i've seen the meme it's like you know god is a black trans woman and i'm like there's a godly <laughs> energy about that about yeah. wanting to just be like you know what like being in your truth being you know that sense of like just wanting to to live in your truth in a society that deems that so right oh, oh yeah. my god well interestingly yeah. there were some indigenous cultures in which uh people who i would modern and by modern day standards identify as trans mm -hmm. they were seen as godly they were mm -hmm. like priests like androgynous because yes. they bounce yeah. between both of the divine masculine divine feminine Two they souls. play yeah. yeah double soul double bodied however you want to look at it but it was seen as divine mm -hmm. yeah i could totally see that that goes back to the good and evil thing it all ties in being yes. able to go to be fluid to be between worlds the dark goddesses who traverse the underworld and the above world i mean yeah yeah i mean it makes <laughs> us and again we'll talk about it another time but it makes us think about how we're limiting ourselves and how much more we can expand if we as we continue to kind of break down those limitations oh, yeah. or those boxes that we have even if we think we're like free yeah. or whatever we still but have those constructs so those learned behaviors yeah. i think the binary gender will be obsolete by like tomorrow <laughs> stephanie <laughs> checks her watch but, so, but like it already is you know you yeah. talk to the younger generations they're like we don't understand what all the hype is with y'all mm -hmm. um like man women boy girl like mm -hmm. they're just my you know 10 year old has friends who are non who identify as non-binary who are mm. already thinking about their sexuality and identify as bisexual or pansexual and i'm like look at these little fluid beings mm -hmm. go these mm -hmm. little light beings i yeah. love them i have I hope it. i have mm -hmm. hope me too so yeah i feel like we're ready to oh yeah transition into our <laughs> next conversation here um Gosh, it's it's so good to be back in the treehouse. Yes. I've, missed, I've needed this for yes. my own healing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Okay. So that concludes and it is one, two, three PM. I just Ooh. I love these synchronicities. Mm -hmm. So I guess that concludes our reunion catch up episode of the Fallen Fruit. 
Um, mm-hmm. You can find us at the Fallen Fruit Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, let's let's just do a little plug here. I'm I'm Catherine Urban. Um, I'm going to be doing a extended course through Coven on planetary transit. So if you want to start your journey into predictive astrology, stay tuned. We will be announcing those details soon. Yeah, that's going to awesome. be all Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm Stephanie Genese. I am also doing um, readings at Coven again. So Coven's open um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So limited days. Um, I'll be there on Saturdays. I believe Tarot will be out back, which will be nice. We'll be able to be outside. I'll be masked up. All the hand sanitizer come through. Um, Other than that, just working, writing, expanding, evolving. How about you? (laughs) Lynette Ramos, um, still doing my healing and hypnosis sessions. Um, This summer, we're also doing nature sessions where, again, for people who feel more comfortable outside, and it's a really beautiful private property uh, where we can do some work together. And um, and then I'll have more details uh, soon. But uh, Stephanie, I and uh, someone else, we're going to be heading to Puerto Rico. Uh, we're going to be doing some research around uh, our indigenous people, the Tainos and a traditional dance called Bomba. So um, it basically ties in with um, recognizing our history, our indigenous ways, um, building on the community and unity and just um, bringing the ancient past and and what worked into our modern day times. And I think it's uh, relevant to what we're experiencing today. So we'll be talking more about that. We're gonna be doing uh, some fundraising and um, selling some t-shirts and that type of thing. So we would love, 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 love your support. Yeah, I forgot to mention that my readings will be going towards this project as well. So if you come get a reading on Saturdays from me, um, the funds will be going to this project because I'm trying to learn <laughs> the ways of my people, um, the dance of Bomba that was brought by the African slaves, mm-hmm. um, the Taino indigenous thing. So I'm really, really excited that Lynette asked me to be a part of this. I'm so excited for you guys. I yeah. know. We're going to bring you in spirit. We're going to bring like a little a little piece from, from your home or something. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Please do. Yeah. And uh, Catherine may be doing some astrology work around the Puerto Rico thing. We're, it's in the baby, baby stages, but... Be on the lookout for that. I think that'll be really interesting. I'm here to help support you all in whatever way I can. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was nice to be back. We missed y'all. We loved y'all. We still love y'all. I don't know why I said love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but stay tuned. We've got a good episode coming up. Hello, Juicy. Hello, Juicy.